Marta Sierra is going to take us on a journey in today's episode of Tech Powered Luxury to learn about what goes into the making of those viral fashion reels and TikToks. With snappy transitions and trending music, Marta seemingly transports herself and her community of over 1 million followers from one fashion capital to the next. Let's take a deep dive into the creativity and the technology involved in making all of that happen. Tech Powered Luxury is proud to be sponsored by Seabody, an Irish-based tech-powered beauty and wellness brand. Seabody has developed a unique next-gen approach to seaweed-based skincare and supplements. Luxury powered by technology with innovation at its core is exactly what this podcast is about. Find Seabody on Instagram or at seabody.com to discover their innovative products. Hello and welcome to Tech Powered Luxury, your weekly podcast dedicated to the intersection of the luxury and technology industries. The goal of each of these episodes is to bring international and actionable insights to people passionate about the luxury and tech industries. For today's episode of Tech Powered Luxury, we have Marta Sierra, Spanish content creator and the queen of video across social media, who has built an incredibly engaged and positive community around the joys of fashion and travel. Marta has just received Forbes Spain Award for the Best Fashion Influencer and has been making waves in the industry for more than four years, thanks to her fun video-first content to inspire and entertain. Marta has collaborated with the biggest fashion and beauty brands globally, and her addictive content constantly goes viral on Instagram and TikTok. Her signature hair flip and dancing in the rain content is feel good, high energy, and also creates trends and sparks massive engagement with her online following over 1.3 million people. Marta, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast to share your story, to inspire brands, creatives, industry insiders on all things content creation within the world of luxury, fashion, and of course, beauty. Uh, so to get started, I would like to ask you, who are you and what led you to where you are today? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> but yeah, to have a little bit of an introduction about myself. Uh, I was born in Barcelona, sunny Barcelona. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like uh, from the beginning, I was always growing up interested in fashion, uh, but as well, I was very interested in science. So I kind of had this, you know, it's um, I was a bit in between. Um, honestly, like if somebody would have told me growing up that I would be doing this job, I wouldn't have believed it because, well, first of all, I didn't exist. So we had no idea about this. There was nothing exactly alike. Of course, there were some similarities with some other um, publications, but it's it's something really new. So I wouldn't have expected it, but I'm definitely very happy to how everything evolved. And uh, yeah, I will explain a little bit about my, my story throughout the podcast, but Yes, I'm very happy. Amazing. Thank you, Marta. So as a longtime follower of yours, it's been incredible to see your community and your content evolve. The world of influencer marketing has moved super fast. So every week we see new trends, new platforms, new brands and new creators. But could you please tell us maybe how you got started and how you found your way into having your signature style of content? About four years ago, uh, I kind of it was very spontaneous. It was something not planned or Uh, thought of as like a a potential job but it was more as a hobby that I suddenly decided what what if I take some pictures and I post them on Instagram it was something very new there was already some people who were getting very very big uh, on Instagram the pioneers let's say Um, but I didn't think about it so seriously it was just like very spontaneously so 
I kind of asked my boyfriend, you know, let's take some pictures and post them on Instagram. So I had like really my, my Instagram, my personal Instagram had like 200 followers. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, from nothing. Uh, back at the time, it was all about pictures. So we really started to take pictures, which didn't work out at the beginning. I mean, you know, we had no idea how to, we had no background on photography, no idea of social media. So it was really like a trial and error kind of concept. So we really started to improve ourselves. And, you know, the the key here is always to be able to be self-critical in a way so that you are able to evolve and, and get better at it, especially if you don't have any background uh, relating to photography or aesthetics in any way. So, yeah, we started like that, a small, like, you know, step by step. And we started to develop a style. And, you know, you also have to be... Um, in a way, analytical and see what actually people enjoy and kind of grow from there. So you're not going to be always creating the same kind of content that people don't interact with, but you more focus on the ones that are interactive and grow the style from that point on. So yeah, we never really focused on checking what the other people were doing. It was more like we try certain things and then develop from what's working. Uh, and that was that was a bit the beginning. We started to grow very slowly, uh, a community. And about two years ago, um, yes, it was a, already a bit more big, uh, the impact on social media. And about two years ago, uh, we ac actually like Reels uh, was launched on Instagram. And I jumped on it the first day, the very first day that Reels came out in in my country, Spain, because wow. there was first like uh, a test, a test run in other countries. But the day that the Reels came out, I was like, we need to go out there and shoot video because this is the future. So literally that same day, we just went out and shot our first video. Again, kind of starting from scratch in a way that we had never shot a video before. And we had, again, no background. So it was kind of a change, but for some reason it kind of it it really felt natural, like to me and to Tom. We got the hang of it pretty quickly. So yeah, that's how it's been rolling since ever since. Amazing. <laughs> We've been applying the same kind of techniques of like you know self criticism in a way, in a positive way, of course. Incredible. And yeah, growing from there. Wow, I think. I didn't know that you literally jumped on Reels the day that it was launched, but that just goes to show sometimes being early when it comes to innovation can be incredibly rewarding and going into it with that self-critical mindset of let's test and let's learn. Mm -hmm. That's something that obviously has defined you, but it's helped you move forward so fast, create your audience, have those viral moments. And yeah, it's quite daring. It's very bold to say, okay, yeah. it's day one, let's go and let's start from scratch. Yes, but in a way, it was, uh, first of all, like, it was very natural to us. Like, I kind of got the hang of it very quickly because for me, it was kind of a relief in a way. With pictures, I was kind of more limited. I always wanted to be creative and do something different. But with pictures, I kind of felt like there was a limit to the creativity I could have. But with videos, I started to have so much fun with it. And I realized that really there was kind of an endless amount of things you can do you know to entertain in, in in video and it shows a lot more it it like gives more of a feeling so yeah i was really lucky to be able to 
to do it and to actually really, really enjoy it. Amazing. And I think anyone who watches your videos sees that you're having fun, like you exude this positivity, creativity. So I'm really happy to hear from you that it was the next step in your creative journey and you've had a lot of fun doing this. And anyone that looks at you, they'll also, especially from an industry perspective, think, you know, you have this incredibly unique career and perhaps you couldn't have planned for it, like you said, because when you were in school, being a full-time content creator, it, you know, it didn't really exist. And I'm sure people would love to know what was your educational journey? I know you mentioned you were really interested in science. So it'd be really interesting to know, you know, what was the path that got you to where you are now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a different, completely different path. But um, so in my university studies were by technology. Uh, so as I said, like I was very interested in, in science and uh, I really, really enjoyed doing uh, biotechnology. Uh, so the studies I really loved, but uh, during the time I was um, yeah, studying, I already kind of knew that I didn't want to um, do that, probably. So I, did, I wasn't very sure about what my career would be, but I really enjoyed the studies and I wanted to continue. So I did, uh, I did that. And then uh, afterwards, I, I discovered also kind of a passion in, in business. So I did a master in Paris in luxury management, which was also very interesting. So that was already kind of a different mix. And uh, around the same time as I was uh, starting my, my ma master in Paris is about the time when I started to, to create some content a bit more, um, you know, daily. Um, so we did our best and uh, we ran after class to catch the last bit of light, especially in the winter because it, it gets complicated. Yeah. But yeah. So that, that was a bit the start. And um, after that, we did an internship in, in Amsterdam. So both Tom and I moved to Amsterdam and we did different internships. And yeah, right after finishing is when we said, you know, let's go full time on this. Um, so we started to, to create full time. That's incredible. And I know a lot of people that listen to Tech Powered Luxury are students. And a lot of them are okay. in luxury master's programs. So I actually teach at the Imlux, so luxury management program at Naoma Business School. And I teach tech-powered luxury at HEC Paris within the MBA. So I think that's going to be really inspiring for people to know that actually you took a really that's similar path awesome. and you made it happen. Yeah, so maybe people listening who are students get out there <laughs> after class, shoot your content, <laughs> experiment, um, try something new because... Yeah, I think that's um, a really, really good insight. And I think very inspirational for people to see that you started yeah. the same way that these people did. Kind of trying to combine, you know, and uh, it's hard to combine because you do have to still be very consistent. Uh, it's one of the main uh, things about social media that you need to be present all the time. So I understand, like I, I lifted myself that combining the two at the same time is kind of tricky, but it's worth it. Absolutely. And when it comes to content creators, you know, they're incredibly key when it comes to luxury brands launching new products, new collections, campaigns. They have a really important marketing role. So I guess from a business perspective, you've also seen that from the other side when you were studying. So maybe could you take us behind the scenes and tell us the process of working on a campaign for a brand partnership? For sure. There, there's different kinds of campaigns. Uh, there's more of the campaigns that are uh, only social media led so those would be the majority of the campaigns I do currently but then there's also the campaigns that are more focused on on the 
the global campaign of the brand. So, and that, that usually is combined as well with social media and like creation. So, but basically I will explain more of the social media uh, campaigns because I mean, that's, that's the one that you're interested in. <laughs> so <laughs> mostly the, the brands are always contacting us on our email and kind of explaining the rough idea of what they want. Of course, it, it needs to align in terms of image. So we only accept partnerships from brands that I really believe in, that I would definitely work, like that I would actually wear, that I would actually, you know, use. Mm -hmm. uh, so that needs to be a very, very genuine connection. Um, that's the first thing, of course. And then we com com come into an agreement about the, the kind of deliverables that I'm willing to do and, uh, and the ones that they need. So, and mostly they, they give a kind of a rough idea about, you know, their image and what they want to portray with this campaign, but they always uh, give the creative freedom uh, for us to create the content as we, as we know that will perform in, in my account. Yeah. So we mostly don't have um, a specific location to, to, to shoot the, the creations unless it is, as I said before, more, a, more a brand campaign that they that they produce. Yeah. Uh, so mostly we produce the campaigns and we choose the best locations for it, the best, uh, you know, combinations of outfits from the ones that they want to push. From then on, we, we come up with a concept. Uh, sometimes we share the idea of the concept to the brand and they approve, and then we go on and, and shoot it. Amazing. And then we edit it as well. Everything is with us, like in-house. Yeah. And, uh, and then we send it for approval and it goes live. Perfect. And actually, so for anyone who follows you, they know that when you create content, you have a serious amount of outfits in every single clip. So how do you do it logistically? Like, do you constantly have many large suitcases with you bringing all of these different looks with you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's it depends a little bit. Mostly we always try to stay like for example, if if the campaign is abroad, which is mostly the case, imagine we're in Paris. We are staying in a hotel that is very, very central and very close to the locations that we mostly go to. Most of the times I would go back to the hotel, change. <laughs> but in some cases, we do, we do need to take a big luggage. Um, we have had very many situations like this. And then, yeah, you figure it out sometimes with layers of clothes. Perfect. I think we've seen some of the behind the scenes, yeah, on your Instagram where you have, you know, different things happening on site, on location. And you mentioned it there that, you know, you're giving this creative freedom in general in terms of where you can shoot the content. And I've seen recently, especially in your content, you have these transitions where in the first part of the video, you're wearing a certain outfit. And then when the transition happens, you appear in a new city wearing a totally new look, which is really, really cool. And what was the inspiration behind that? And what are the challenges involved in doing content that's shot across multiple locations? I don't, I don't even know when was the last time that we came up with this kind of concept, but I think it was very much in the beginning when we just kind of suddenly, yeah, I think the first one was like in 2020 when, when uh, I was starting in Barcelona, in sunny Barcelona, like with an umbrella, I opened the umbrella and I was suddenly in Paris where it's raining like crazy. So that was kind of the first time. And it, it's a concept that really worked, that people loved. So we have done multiple versions of it afterwards. Um, many people always ask, like, how do you manage to 
to think about all these things. Uh, I mean, all these different pieces that you need to kind of do in different locations and everything. But I don't find it that complicated. It's actually really just about planning. Yeah. So as long as you have, you know, a whole calendar, like we always work with calendars. So because otherwise it wouldn't be possible to do this amount of, to create this amount of videos in, in a day. Like, because if you have to just really start from one and finish it, it's it's not the same like you would not need to you need to kind of combine the same locations for different types of videos so you just have to have it in mind and know you know if you go to this location you do a scene of this a scene of that a scene of that but it is a bit you know it is a bit um like it is a bit confusing at first because it's um you don't have anything finished at the end of the day so it can be a bit stressful but yeah that's why yeah. from the beginning we didn't do this, but after a while when we got the hang of it and we really, really got much better, much faster at grading and everything. So from that moment on, we were able to really master this combining as well. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's something that a lot of people wonder when they see these types of videos and content, like how does it happen? So really it's down to being super planned and super organized. And I guess having some patience knowing, you know, part one of this video is going to be shot today, but part two mightn't be shot for another couple of weeks. And it's that patience that then turns into that beautiful content at the end. That's really magical. (laughs) Thank you. Tech Powered Luxury sponsor Seabody uses state of the art blue biotechnologies and marine biodiscovery. Seabody includes the most potent and closest to nature molecules in their ranges of skincare and supplements. You can discover more about Seabody on Instagram or at seabody.com. I know content creators are they're vital to the tech platform. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, to ensure that there's constantly new, fresh, high quality content there. Those platforms rely on people like you. And today your primary audience is on Instagram. So maybe you could tell us a bit about your audience and how you continue to build that community, which is growing every day. My community is really, really nice. Like I I get uh, practically no uh, bad feedback or or hate you know what you would call uh honestly it's a very 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 positive uh, community and i'm very grateful for this um i'm always i've always been really about you know you need to like connect interact with the community uh reply to comments uh reply to as many dms as possible you know i want to keep this personal touch uh within of course it's not possible to answer to everything the more you grow but like people feel that that I really do my best to to connect, and so that's very important. On the other hand, regarding my content, my type of content, I I really don't want to waste anybody's time. So that's really like the main focus for me is to not waste people's time, not be like you know showing some kind of content that doesn't give any feeling or that people will not care of. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I, I don't want to just go the easy way and, and just do whatever is easy for me and fast, but because at the end of the day, if people will not interact with this, then it's not worth it. So basically I don't want to waste people's time. I want them to go to my account and feel something and kind of, you know, come out with a positive feeling in a way. So that's, I guess, one Absolutely. of the reasons I think... why I have such a positive com- community. Yeah. 
For sure. Your positivity exudes to everyone. And like you can't look at, you know, your content and not feel happy. Like it's so fun and there's always surprising elements and you've got jokes kind of hidden in there as well. It's um, it's something we need to see more of on social media. Yeah. So when it comes to TikTok, Snap and YouTube, can we expect to see more content coming from you across these platforms? Or is Instagram really the best platform and format for you to express your creativity? Um, yes, uh, Instagram is definitely my main priority right now and my main platform and really the one that matches the best with the kind of content that I create. Uh, I do post as well on TikTok, um, but it's mostly the same kind of content, which actually also performs uh, very well on TikTok. But I do find that I should uh, kind of like my, my next step would be to focus more on a different kind of concept to be more applied specifically to TikTok. Um, yeah, but right now, as it is so time consuming, the kind of content that I that I do create on Instagram, it is my main priority. Absolutely. And I mean, you know it better than anyone across every platform. Different content is expected, not just from the algorithms, but also from the users of the platform. And there's only one you, you can't clone yeah. yourself. So time is probably the, the biggest yeah. factor into deciding like where to put all of your energy yeah. and your focus. Exactly. Great. A lot of people listening will be coming from a luxury background. So maybe coming from a luxury brand and they'll want to know more about how they could work with you on a campaign with their brand. So could you tell us what are the most important things for brands to have in mind when approaching you? Uh, to get involved with a campaign or an event? I do understand uh, also from my background studying luxury management uh, that for a luxury brand specifically, it is very important to, 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 to work with people who have the same kind of values, who understand, who really understand the brand and what they want to be seen as their image, their values. So uh, the first step would be for sure to find a creator who you see uh, that understands the brand, that understands the values so that they will apply something that you are going to be proud of as a brand. And the second step would be kind of to trust this creator because now that you have found somebody who could be great at, you know, at understanding the values and everything, now it's their turn to do what they do best. Uh, so they, they know what is going to perform very well on their account. They know what is going to bring the, to give the brand a lot of impressions and a lot of image. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit tricky, of course, for, for brands to leave this creativity. There's, a, there's always middle ways, of course. Like there's, you can do briefings, you can do uh, concepts uh, selection and everything. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to trust because I do see that with the brands that I have worked with that gave me uh, a lot of like complete creative freedom, I was kind of uh, like the results were much better because I, I was free to choose. Like we, we as creators really know what performs for us. So that, that is like, we, we've been doing this for years. We've been doing it like every single day. So it's really something that is in us. Um, so yeah, I think that definitely I have really run the numbers and the difference is really, really big wow. um, to, yeah, the difference between col collaborations where I have had the creative freedom mm -hmm. or other collaborations where there has been lots of uh, obstacles and lots of uh, specific, specific briefings, the results have been incredibly different. Okay. Wow, that's really good insights for brands. So let the content creators like yourself, who are really the experts on not only your audience, but what content will perform 
take the lead on the creative side of things. And I think that's really hard for luxury brands to do because they want to control the image, but actually it, it makes more sense. And maybe it's going to be more authentic and it's going to perform well. Like you said, the numbers are better. So from a business perspective, it, it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The thing is, it's, it's completely understandable to want to uh, control the image, like you say, uh, but that's why the first step is so important. The first step of like being able to select the right people because you cannot expect somebody who does something completely different to then suddenly, you know, uh, do exactly what you want. Uh, so it's like really about the selection of the people who will understand the image. Also, of course, having in mind the engagement, you know, the, the, the amount of views that they get so that the collaboration will have good results. Absolutely. That's really good advice. So Marta, your career is on an absolute high right now. You've just been awarded Best Fashion Influencer by Forbes. Congratulations again. So what is next for you? Well, uh, I do feel like there's still lots, lots of, uh, of good things coming. So I do think that there's creatively, there's a long way ahead and there's lots of things to improve, lots of things to, to, to you know, experiment. So I am excited uh, on the one hand for the creativity that is to come. Uh, I'm always like on the hunt for new things. So that's um, for sure exciting. And uh, on the other hand, like what's next for me, I would also I, I also have like uh, some goals about new partnerships that I would like to start exploring. Um, so, yeah, for example, with luxury brands, where you know, having worked with some luxury brands, the the main um, great thing that I that I find is that I can really express my creativity like they, they are they are very creative brands in in general and there's a lot to work with so it's very exciting in this in this sense like uh as you can see I'm really excited yes. about creativity absolutely so I'm always like looking for new challenges and there's definitely lots to come and uh in the future like who knows maybe I will start my own product line uh I would never do something just to do something so I would, it would need to be something very, very special that people actually enjoy and that people will be very, very excited about. I don't want to just create something just to be able to say that I have a brand. Amazing. Like you said, you're clearly super passionate about creativity and evolving, trying new things. And you're really harnessing the power of technology to bring these luxury brands to life, which is why we wanted to have you here today, because you are, in my eyes anyways, like the expert on creating killer content online. Thank you so much. No, for sure. We're so lucky to have you on the podcast. And for anyone who's listening, who doesn't follow you yet, make sure you check out Marta's Instagram, Marta Sierra or her TikTok. No, in fact, uh, as w from what, what we were saying about the, the new challenges and the new partnerships that I would like to, I, I, I have an example of Jean-Paul Gaultier mm -hmm. when we did the collaboration um, yeah. and they, they sent like really amazing pieces and, you know, there was, there was the product, like the product had so much to work on. Like, you know, it's a, it's a product that gives you a lot of options in terms of creativity. So I was extremely excited about coming up with ideas yeah. uh, to promote. So it's things like this, which make me extremely excited about like the new upcoming partnerships. You know, the products have lots to give in terms of creativity. And, you know, if you're given a, a good creative freedom, 
there's so many amazing things you can do. Absolutely. I think that combination of the right product with the right person, giving that creative freedom. I mean, like you said, you were brainstorming, coming up with so many ideas. So giving the content creators who are experts in this area, that creative freedom, that's when the magic happens. Um, great. So Marta, my last question for you today, um, after sharing all of your incredible knowledge and insights for us, which has been, I think, really insightful and a masterclass on you know, the evolution of content creation. And it's been amazing to hear about how you started with, like you said, 200 followers, you grew from there and kept innovating. So I would like to ask you, what is the one skill that you would recommend industry insiders to start working on today? So about uh, this, uh, we have, well, right now we have um, a trend that is coming up, uh, which is like people are starting to notice. And it's definitely the future, which is short videos short vertical videos so the you know every platform is starting to go for this and you know you have uh, youtube shorts you have reels you have tiktok and they're all going for the same kind of content and some people would think that it's they're copying each other but it's not like this it is because of the watchers that's the watchers are the ones who are deciding that this is the content that they that they like not actively, of course, but this is the content that they interact with the most. So I do really believe strongly that this is the future. So both brands and content creators need to have this in mind uh, in order to evolve in this way. So in, in regards with content creators or people who are just starting out, I would really say like, well, there's two challenges right now. Uh, one is in comparison to 10 years ago when everything started is that um, there is a lot of competition. There's a lot of new people on the platforms uh, because there is really a very low barrier. Absolutely. You, you can start with your phone from home. You can, you know, there's nobody stopping you from starting. So that creates a lot of, a lot of competition in a way. And the second challenge would be that there is also with this growth of video format, there has come somehow a culture of copying yeah. and culture that, that it's okay to just copy ideas yeah. from other it's a trend people. rather than a yeah. copying. <laughs> exactly. So this, the trends have, have had, of course, a role on this, on this happening. But um, copying like blatantly ideas will never bring anybody yeah. further. And so it is tricky. So it is tricky to... To combine these two things, uh, in the combination of these two things, you have a problem, which is uh, it's difficult to be mm -hmm. unique. And it's difficult, if you are not unique, you cannot really yeah. build a an audience. So I would really give a big tip. Like my biggest tip would be do not, like whatever kind of uh, section, like kind of a different uh, section of social media you're at, like whether it's traveling or fashion or humor food, whatever, just do not focus on what other people are doing. Uh, instead, you know, do, do kind of as I did. So that is like, you know, you try out things and you evolve from there. So you see what's working, you see what's not. Be analytical and be critical in a way to yourself in order to be able to see what's good and what's not so good so that you keep evolving. Because if there would be no, no self-criticism, and there would be no, you would not evolve. So that would be my tip. Do not focus on what others are creating. Fantastic. And this way you will be unique. 
Thank you so much, Marta. That's so insightful. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be listening today and thinking that was the advice that they needed to hear, because it's quite scary going out as a content creator, doing something very new. And maybe that's like very personal. And if you haven't seen someone do it before, then perhaps you're thinking, well, maybe it wasn't done because it's not going to work. But actually, the advice from you today is do it, try it, do something that's unique, be yourself, be analytical, self-critical, keep moving forward and keep learning, which I love. Perfect. Yes, I'm super glad. And so I, I really hope that uh, I inspired some of the viewers today. So uh, thank you so much again for having me. And I'm really glad to be part of it. Absolutely. Thank you, Marta. So for everyone listening, this is Marta Sierra, Forbes 2022 best fashion influencer and honestly, one of the most talented creators that you'll see online today. So make sure you follow her on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tech Powered Luxury, your weekly podcast on all things luxury and tech. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and follow Tech Powered Luxury on Instagram, TikTok, Snap, Twitter, LinkedIn, or sign up to our weekly newsletter. Tech Powered Luxury is proud to partner with GladCloud, the platform that is powering our media campaigns through its collaborative social media marketing platform, which is perhaps how you have discovered the podcast today. We'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas, questions, or would like to join us as a guest. Oh, 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 oh,